You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Uh, great to be with you. Going to speak into your ear the word of the Lord. We're going to talk about the high cost of holy living. The high cost of holy living. I'm going to start out reading a verse from Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Oh, I like that. And holiness. Follow peace. That's right. We need to be living peace. We need to have peace with people at the Walmart, at the grocery store, with your neighbors, your co-workers, your spouse, your children. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Oh, yes. And there is a high cost of holy living because we give up a whole lot. If you're truly living holy before the Lord, you have given up this world. You have given up the doing a lot of things that you did and doing a lot of giving up things that you could do that has been presented to you as temptations. You may be in church all of your life and you never, you were never out in this world doing all the crazy things that can be done today. That's right. There's a high cost to that. There's a high cost. Doesn't mean you don't love living for God. Doesn't mean you don't love holiness. It doesn't mean you don't love separation. I do. I love living this way. It's, I would hate to think what life would be like if I was, you know, smoking like a chimney. If I was you know, had a foul mouth and cussing and people not liking me, you know, behind the scenes, you know, there's always repercussions because of sin. Oh, sure. There's, there's people out there that will run with you when you're doing evil. Oh, they'll especially run with you when you've got the money. But uh, you know how that is. If you, you know, run out of money, usually those old friends, they just dissipate, they go away. But yeah, there's a high cost to this, but there's also uh, there's the end result, and we know the end result, sure. That's right. We're living in a world. We're not part of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. That's right. We've been born again. We've been born of above, from above. We've been born of the Spirit. Jesus said in John 3, he that is born of the Spirit is Spirit. We have a divine nature. We have a divine calling. That's why the Apostle Paul said, or was it the Apostle John, I believe in his writings, love not the world, neither the things that are in this world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's right. That's right. The love of the Father is not. If you love the world, that's right. There's so many people loving the world through their entertainment. They're not doing those things, but they love other people doing them. It entertains them. Uh, there seems to be something lacking in our walk with God when we're entertained. I want to I want to be right before the Lord because he looks at the heart. He looks at the thoughts. As he destroyed 
the world in the days of Noah because of their wicked and evil imaginations. The Bible says that their thoughts have fully become evil. That's not an exact quotation, but fairly close. But the, the thoughts of man had become so wicked and evil, and God was so fed up with it. And so we need to meditate in the things of the Lord. Does it mean you can't have family time and do things and enjoy life? We do. We know that. But to go out and just enjoy all the pleasures of sin hmm, for how long? A season. That's right. It's only for a season. So he said, we will not see the Lord without holiness. It's not my definition of holiness. It's not your definition of holiness. It's not our pastor's definition of holiness. It's the definition of holiness that comes from the word of God. And we hope all pastors, unfortunately not the case, but we would hope that all pastors would preach holiness from the word of the Lord. It is our roadmap to heaven. It is the book for godly living and separation. And yes, there's a high cost. You're going to be hated. Jesus said of all men for my name's sake. That's right. For the sake of the name of Jesus. <clears throat> That's right. You're going to be hated and you're going to be our ladies, our good godly women sometimes are sneered upon because of their long modest dresses below the knee and they're you know they're not wearing clothes that are showing every shape and curve of their physique uh and they act as becometh holiness and our men live in a way that is not flirtatious and that is also a becoming of holiness praise god for godly people you know the bible says that he had beautified beautified the meek with salvation holiness people are the most beautiful people godly women that are holy holy and modestly dressed they are more beautiful than those worldly women that have all the makeup and dressing seductive and sure that's not beauty that's lust mm -hmm, that's what that is that's just desire in the wrong place True beauty is God's way. Amen. I know you agree with that. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 3 and 13. 1 Thessalonians, we're looking at my Bible here. To the end, he may establish, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness. What is your heart going to be? Your heart is going to be unblameable. How? in holiness before God, even the Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So your heart becomes unblameable. That's powerful, isn't it? Think about it. Your heart. The scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But your heart becomes unblameable in holiness. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's right. Holiness makes your heart unblameable. Why? Because holiness is more than dress. Holiness is more than the length of the skirt or the hair or anything like that. But holiness is truly a condition of the heart. And when holiness is the condition of the heart, what does it do? It flows out on our lifestyle. Uh, it shows in the way that you dress. It shows in your personality. It shows in your 
your attitude at work, in private and in public. Holiness, that's right. Holy, holy people are a loving people. Holy people are people with smiles and love. I mean, there's a lot of people smiling and loving out there. That doesn't mean they're holy. Okay, but true holiness does put a smile on your face. That's right, because we are unblameable in Christ by holiness. Oh, thank God for that. Yes. And then we go to the same chapter, same book, I mean, First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 7. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Well, sure, there's a lot of things you're not going to do, a lot of entertainment that you're not going to partake of, a lot of people you won't run with. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of that out there, and that's the cost of holy living. There's a high cost that we've given up, and that's why God loves us, because the Bible says we are a peculiar people. We are a peculiar people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Now, when it says that we are a peculiar people, and I, I think about the word peculiar, I've used it, but I was saying that's kind of strange, peculiar. I think about strange, but that's not what the word means there in that verse when it says we are a peculiar people. It simply means that we are chosen by God. We are chosen by the king. We are king's kids. We are we are owned by God. Oh, that's what that means. That's what that means. Yes, it does. Hang on for a short break here. I'll be right back. My book, The Argument for Holiness, has four chapters. The Jezebel Spirit, chapter two is the watchman on the wall. Chapter three is the spirit of holiness. Chapter four, cleansing the temple. I want to give you some testimonies that have come back about the book, The Argument for Holiness. The first one is by Julie. It says, this book has definitely challenged me to return to the scriptures and look again to what holiness is and to examine the principles of holiness that I have practiced in my walk with God. I agree. The word has to be our only source for instruction in holiness. Another testimony about the argument of hol for holiness, for anyone interested in the topic of holiness, this book is an excellent resource. Lots of scripture to help the reader understand what God says about it. Easy to read style provides a great guide for a personal study of holiness by Jennifer M. And another one about the argument for holiness is from Christy W. All four sections are wonderful and well explained. Just the chapter on the Watchmen is worth it. Overall, really good book. You can get the argument for holiness in a Kindle format or paperback. Go to Amazon today. Well, praise the Lord. Let's get back to Romans 6 and 2. I'm sorry. Uh, actually, that was, we're going to do that next. We're going to look at, uh, continue on with 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 7. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Now, you probably know, but let me say, uncleanness, we're not talking about, you know, not taking a bath. Now, that might even be part of it. 
you know, there are people I, you know, when I was pastoring years ago, um, yeah, uh, my, my first pastor that there was a, a couple that came to our church and I don't even know where they're at today. It's been many years ago and they moved away, but they came into the church and didn't know God and received the Holy Ghost, were baptized in Jesus' name. But I'm telling you, they had an odor about them that you could smell from about 10 feet away. It was bad. It was bad. But um, over time, they began to learn that they need to bath on a regular basis. Um, they never got really good at it as long as I knew them, but uh, uh, not like I prefer. I don't like body odor. Well, <laughs> praise the Lord. Well, that might even apply, but that's not really what it means. It's talking about, it's talking about an unclean spirit. It's talking about that unclean spirit of lust and covetousness and perversions and a hateful spirit and you know where people can just even people that have the holy ghost you've met them and maybe you've been that way from time to time yourself you know we've all made mistakes right but that is an unclean spirit to have something that is you know ugly toward people and racism and prejudice and uh, not liking people or just having an attitude because of where they're from. They're from the South. They're from the North. They're from another country, the way they dress, different things. There's different quirks out there that people have. And sometimes it's just an unclean spirit that they need to repent of. But thank God we are not they. We have we have we we were like that amen as paul said as such were some of you that's right some of us were all of these things but god has redeemed us and he has cleansed us and he has washed us by the blood of jesus thank god for the blood amen you are clean by the blood of jesus why because you've been baptized in Jesus name. That's right. When you were baptized in Jesus name, what happened? It washed away your sins, not the water. It was the blood. That's right. But through obedience of baptism, the blood of Christ was applied and took away all of your sins that you were born with and every sin you committed. You received the Holy Ghost. You received a divine nature. You received a holy nature, a holy spirit. So yes, there's a high cost of holy living, but the end result is going to be heaven. The 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 result right now should be peace, it should be joy, and it should be righteousness in the Holy Ghost. That's right. We should be living, that's right, righteous and full of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We have something the world does not have. You can't have the world and have this too. Amen. But this is worth this is worth everything I gave up for the world, everything that I could have. Listen, I could walk out of here right now and I could go to a bar, a tavern, a club. I could, you know, I could go run with the wrong crowd. I could do anything evil that you can 
imagine, and you could too, but you've chosen to live this way, and God loves you. That's right. He loves his people. He loves his children. He knows how much you have sacrificed. He knows the high cost. He knows what you have given up. He knows what you have left what you have left behind. You have burned bridges. Oh, my friend, you have burned bridges. Don't leave anything that you could go back to. That's right. Don't leave anything that you could go back to. If there's unburned bridges, let's, let me tell you, put, put some gasoline on those unholy bridges, bridges and burn those, amen, where you can't go back. Why? We don't want to go back. We don't want to look back because we're living for God. I got another verse for you. Romans 6, I mentioned this. Romans 6. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, just looking at my Bible here, flipping through it. Here we go. Uh, so used to using the Bible app and a Bible on my iPad and a Bible on my computer and a Bible study. But I love my Bible. Praise God. Romans 6. And boy, oh boy, uh, Romans chapter 6 is powerful. Powerful chapter. Well, let's take a look at verse a lot in here about holiness and separation and righteous living. But let's take a look at verse 22. But now being made free from sin. What? That's not what the world says. The world doesn't say you're free from sin when you get saved. You know, by if you have the wrong salvation, that really is not a salvation. You're not free from sin. You, you're not an overcomer. They think they're an overcomer, but they think they can continue in sin that grace may abound. That's what Paul said right here in verse 1. Verse 1 says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Should I just keep living a sinful life that grace will just cover it? Should I just purposefully live that way? He's saying no. He said, God forbid. God, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Verse 2. Mm -hmm. if, if you are born again of the water and spirit, you've been given a divine nature. Not saying we don't make mistakes, right? We make mistakes, but we don't live in sin. We don't habitually commit sin. If you are, my brother, my sister, if you are living that way, you've got to come out and you've got to separate yourself. You've got to lay down the evil. You've got to separate yourself from people. You've got to separate yourself from sin. Don't go to the places of temptation. Don't hang with people that bring temptation into your life. That's right. Get rid of anything, anything. This is worth living holy. This is worth it. The peace that comes with it, the joy that comes with it is worth it. But let's go back to verse 22. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. That's right. It's worth it. The end everlasting life. So the high cost of holy living, there is a day of reaping and that day of reaping will be eternal life. Oh, that's right. We have received a down payment. We have received the earnest of our inheritance. We know heaven, it will be our inheritance, but you have received the earnest. Have you ever bought a house? Have you ever bought a car? And they said, okay, give me a down payment. That down payment was your earnest money 
to hold the house until the day of closing, and then the rest of it was required, right? We have received a down payment called the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, because of our be of being born again and living a separated life, God believed in us in advance that when he gave us the Holy Ghost, that we would start living holy. That's right. He believed in us enough that we would separate ourselves on the day of that repentance and that altar, wherever you made your altar. And you died to self and you died and out to the old man. You said, I'm not living this way no more. That's right. He believed in you enough to give you the Holy Ghost and to promise heaven. Praise God. And the end, everlasting life. Well, yeah, there's a high cost of holy living, but it's worth it. Hallelujah. I said it's worth it in Jesus' name. Well, my friend, give us five stars and subscribe to this podcast. All right. Until next time, this is Brother Rodas. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodas.com. There you will find Pastor Rodas's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.